Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're actually really excited because we're going to be talking about conflict avoidance. Oh, yeah, this this is a very big topic. And if you're like, oh, uh, I, I don't know if I even want to listen to this. Okay, then most certainly you're the type of person that needs to listen to this, right? So um, let's not be like avoiding this topic. We do touch on the taboo type of things. And this is a big issue, a massive issue in all forms in our society. Yeah, 100%. Like, so we're going to talk about why so many people avoid their issues. Mm-hmm. Why we're talking about this, honestly, is because it is a huge issue. And we see it all the time, honestly, like and it, and it goes over a lot of different ways. We're going to expand on two main ways really to more relationship oriented stuff, because that's what this is about. There's 2.0 podcast, right? <laughs> yes. But honestly, it's, it's frankly very annoying. It's be, very to annoying. Be, to be really honest. And this shows up in so many different ways. And why, so what brought this to mind was just even over the weekend, you know, my son has these bearded dragons, like he, he got to, they had babies. And so, you know, we were, we were selling the babies and the amount of people that were like, oh, I want one. Can I schedule a time? And then all of a sudden they just ghost me. It was like 60 right? people or something like that. Oh my gosh. It was so many people had reached out and then they just ghost me. And it's just like, wow, really? So it just reminds me of of how our society is, if you can't even say, hey, you know, I changed my mind. Right now is not the time. I actually don't want a dragon right now. Like I absolutely, I, you know, I just don't like, no, thank you. I'm going to pass something. And it just goes to show how people avoid conflict at all costs like this and how this is just like typical in our society. And it, you know, it's so annoying. And it just brought to mind of how you know, if we treat like just strangers like that on stuff that doesn't matter, how much more and how much more is this compounded with those that were around all the time and on big issues? Yeah, that actually matter. <laughs> yes. I'm like, wow, you yeah. can't, can't even say no. Like, hey, no, thanks. I don't want a baby dragon no more. Like, I, I didn't want to buy all the crap for it. I changed my mind. Cool, man. Just 
That's cool. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. Like, if you're going to treat someone that you don't know that holds no weight really in your life, like, I mean, they don't know who we are, mm-hmm. you know, like, and they, we don't hold no value, no nothing. We're just someone selling a bearded dragon. Like, yep, hey, that's here. <laughs> they don't know anything. Like, if you're going to treat someone like that, that holds no weight whatsoever, like that, how much are you going to treat someone that, and avoid conflict that actually does hold a significant amount of weight in your life? Right. So just think about that way. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. But we're going to be talking about three different things here today. We're going to be talking about what is conflict avoidance. Number one, it's really short and simple, how it shows up Mm -hmm. in multiple different ways and how to fix it and fix it now, (laughs) not avoid it. Right. So we're going to talk about those. I want to. Let's let's wait. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just it makes me uncomfortable. Well, I'm sorry that it makes you uncomfortable, but life and good things happen outside your comfort zone. So if you want more, you have to become more. Anyways, that being said, what is conflict avoidance? And conflict avoidance is honestly just a person's method of reacting to conflict, which they attempt to avoid directly confronting the issue at hand. Yeah, so... Pretty simple. One key word that I picked up on, that's not our definition, that's... that's The definition. The dictionary, right? (laughs) Um, But anyways... The key word I picked up on there is reacting because even though you see it as not a reaction, it's still a reaction. Yeah, absolutely. It's still a reaction. Avoiding conflict is still a reaction. You're you may not be yelling or anything like that, but it's still a reaction. You're reacting. So yeah, most certainly not living by principles and values. This is just like that state of, you know, fight or flight that comes out in this aspect as well, you know, and so it, it shows up in a lot of different ways. And so we're going to talk about like, how does it show up? And it does show up in so many different avenues, you know, um, so we're going to hit more on though, and how it shows up in relationships today. Yeah. Yeah. So in relationships, you have primarily two different groups of people here in this instance. Like, like we said, there's a lot of different ways this conflict avoidance can show up in every area of your life. And it honestly, how you do anything is how you do everything. So it's going to show up in, if you're doing it here, it's going to show up in every other part, honestly, but we're just going to address this part. So in relationships, you have two primary different groups of people here and that let this take root basically in different ways in their lives. Mm -hmm. One, One group. There's one, you can talk about that. Yeah, so, you know, one group, actually we had mentioned this, Tommy, on the last episode. We just had talked about it a little bit in a different format, you know, and just nonetheless, though, like the people get fed up and just leave their marriage. They leave their relationship and just forego most contact with their spouse or just go to that very, very limited contact. And, you know, then after a while and, you know, months or weeks or whatever, being by themselves, they're like, oh, I'm just so happy. (laughs) yeah Yeah, right you're not freaking happy you're avoiding all your issues (laughs) yeah you're not happy you're just avoiding issues avoiding issues is not equal happiness i hate to tell you that like you're just living in a false reality because guess what as soon as you marry someone else i guarantee you because you're not a healthy individual number one you're going to fail that relationship sooner or later sooner or later it's going to fail people come to us all the time with five or six freaking marriages um but anyways that's that they also tend to have very a very fixed mindset, though, like these types of people. But yet they're they're honestly big hypocrites as as well because they more or less are walking contradictions to everything that they say. Like if you really know what's really going behind on what they're saying, I know most most people don't. We yeah, do majority because, don't. Yeah, we most do. Be, we do because we do what we do right. 
But so we we see the answers <laughs> behind we see the answers behind everything. They're talking and they're saying one thing, and we're like, yeah, that's not what you're saying really at all. Um, here that underlying this is what's being said and very contradicting to yourself. Yeah, you say this, but then you say this, but then you say this, and then you say this, and then you say like, well, I'm complaining about this, but then this is that. Like it's just it, it's all like these different things that just become walking contradiction. Oh, it's and annoying. No wonder. You're still, even though you're happy, and I use air quotes here, you're still living in anxiety and fear, <laughs> and and you have misalignment because you're in a misalignment. That's what it is. Like so, eventually they eventually run from all their problems, yeah. and this is also rather annoying new norm to culture. Culture. Yeah, this honestly, is part today. of that. This is the type that more of goes into ghosting, right? Of like, you know, I just gotta run away from it, you know instead of addressing the issue at hand instead of solving it they just ignore you know they're just like okay well i'm gonna ignore calls ignore texts i'm just gonna delete you from social media and poof just like that they're gone out of mm-hmm. your life and it's just like mm. and this has become a cultural norm and it's terrible and honestly it truly does show the level of emotional maturity and the confidence a person has you know, this is a great reflection. Like, so when you behave in this type of way, in these states of reaction and do these things of this, this type of conflict avoidance of just ghosting and just avoiding and running away, you know, living in denial and just trying to like start new all the time. Like, if, and this can come out in like constantly changing jobs, constantly changing friends, like, you know, never actually addressing issues and just jumping from thing to thing and like moving on, you know, it, it shows it's a great reflection of you, <laughs> Yes. And I do want to address something here because now there's a difference. There's a difference. And I know some people are listening to this thinking like, wow, you did that the other day when you blocked people on Facebook. Now, there's a difference between dealing with fools, with fools. For example, recently I made a post on Facebook. I like making posts that are contradictory to what people think because it gets them to think and it's food for thought. Um, But recently we had quite a few haters, as usual, get triggered (laughs) by a post I made. So... I don't go back and forth. Here's the thing. Listen, I do not go back and forth with fools to change their mind. I used to. I used to. I used to try to convince them tactfully, not like a keyboard warrior by any means, but just, you know, well, not later on. At first I was. First it was keyboard warrior. Yeah. And then it transitioned to try and tactfully, nicely with the, you know, my heart posture being in the right place to convince them. And it was in the right place to convince them that, you know, our way is right, and we're just trying to help you and help you see the truth, the light, right? But reality is that never happens. A fool is a fool, and I learned that if you argue with a fool and you go back and forth, even if you're trying to convince them, they're still a fool, they're, and then they're never going to believe you. So it's literally just a waste of time. So what I do is I just remove them and ban them. So I don't boast in my own beliefs. Just be clear about that. When I boast, it's because I know God put that in me, just like we're anointed, God put that on us and in us. Therefore, it's not my truth I'm boasting in. It's God's truth. God put that in us, and that aligns with his word. Therefore, there is no other truth besides what God put in us, and we speak when he speaks through us. He's the end-all, be-all. So, anyways, that's what I wanted to get across. Yeah, and there's just a, there's a difference there, you know, and really it is the heart behind it, right? And, you know, there we actually love great discussion. So, Tommy and I are, all, like, we like real kind of conversation, like in-depth yep. conversation. We don't mind being challenged on different aspects and... <laughs> 
we actually very, very so much challenge each other and our, like our own thinking and our own mindset and just different viewpoints. Hundred percent. Right? You know, we really do that, and so it's not like we're we walk around like everyone has to agree with us and nope. like no, because like that that's that's not ever gonna happen. And you know, like I was talking to Tommy, I'm like, I don't agree with everything you say, right? And it's just you know, I don't. And that's okay. And yeah, right. and. He doesn't agree with everything I th- I say, you know, whether it be something little like sprinkles are amazing or like big actual like life things, you know, but we still are able to hear each other and have these discussions and then we come up with win-wins. And so this is the difference of like, we don't run from these confrontations and these, because it's really not like a, con- a confrontation. People have such a misperception of what it really is. They're like, oh, if someone disagrees with me, it's going to be a rejection and it's going to cause problems. And that's so not true, you know, in all of these ways. And so there's a difference in, you know, arguing with someone who is a fool, which who has a fixed mindset and isn't open and receptive. Yep. And then, you know, when it comes to like over the weekend, you know, those people who just ghosted me and ignored me and was like, hey, like, are you going to show up? You know, like I was I spent my time waiting on you. You know, that is the type of person that we're, we're talking about because they could have just said, hey, like, no, I'm not coming. Yeah, it's just really a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. <laughs> Usually you, you can't reason with a fool. That being said. Then you have the other group of people, right? So that's one group. Then you have the other group of people that just avoid all or I'm going to say all, but because that's an infinity statement, but mostly all or most conflict by, by agreement. Yeah, they disagree and they just don't want to rock the boat per se, you know, and it shows up with them typically being agreeable or shutting down. And, you know, honestly, this ends up really being the people pleasers. And this is the category that I had fell into um, in the past when I was an unhealthy individual myself. You know, I didn't share my opinion because, you know, it, people didn't agree and then I didn't know what to do and it was confrontational. And, you know, so I just let others lead. I did what others wanted. And, you know, that's what that's what these this type of group do. They just do what everyone else wants don't, and don't say anything. So not to, quote unquote, make anyone mad. Yeah. And honestly, they don't share their opinion. Right. And like Dustin was saying, but I see a lot of this. I see a lot of men here that do this. And honestly, what I call them, and I used to be one, so I can't call you this. I used to be a passive beta male. Um, And I'm not saying like when I say passive beta male, please don't think I'm like Andrew Tate or some bull crap where I'm like, oh, you'd be alpha all the time and just egotistical. It's not what I'm saying. That would not work for me. I I might just like. Yeah. I might deck you. Just that dude's a walking. <laughs> that dude's a walking contradiction. Um. Anyways, like the thing is, like I'm talking about true leadership here, true decisiveness, true, real alpha in a godly terms, not freaking like a, a fake alpha. That's what I call. There's fake alphas. There's passive beta males, and there's real alphas. So like, women don't want, uh, especially if they're an alpha female, a passive passive male. Like, no, don't at all. Like yeah, it just doesn't. It, women don't want that. And, you know, this comes out all the time. I was on the phone just last week and, you know, one of the guys that I was talking to, he was like, yeah, you know, I, I just let her make all the decisions on the kids. You know, she, that was more of her thing. So I just let her handle all of that. And then, you know, I didn't want to, you know, upset her. So I just let her handle all of those decisions and like the finances. So essentially it came down to like, he didn't want to 
quote unquote, rock the boat in any way. So therefore he put all the responsibility of making, you know, all the leadership decisions, all the finance decisions, all the decisions on the kids and, you know, all of those goals and, and like pretty much everything, pretty much everything, all of it, he put on his wife because he did not want to upset her and, you know, and just let her handle it. And I was like, wow. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like I understand. Cause that was us, <laughs> you know, Tommy, let me handle everything. And I did everything because I wasn't competent. I didn't feel like he was competent. So, um, you know, in that aspect, I was like, well, I'm going to do it because I don't want someone who's just going to be like, oh, well, I don't know, whatever. I'm like, forget that. I'll do it. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Just because I'm not saying be a dictator and like, this is the way it's going to be woman. Like she doesn't want that either. Right. Like, yes. That's not don't be one of those arrogance. There was a man who posted the other day and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. wow, I cannot believe this. I'm not going to lie. Like it was a massive idiot. Like it, and like he was hurting and broken and I get it. But the statement, like he should just never have posted that. And he was, he told some strange woman that he never met who said, you know, my, my spouse doesn't want to work on things. What do I do? He said, shut up, stop beating him over the head about it and just serve him. And I was like, what? And, um, you know, this, they had a little conversation. He's like, yeah, I'm just saying what he wants to say. Like that you just, your ideas suck. You're not a good person. You just need to be a good wife. And it's like, <laughs> wow. Um, no. So that's that, you know, just let me walk all over you and just do whatever. That's not what we're talking about here. either. Good luck with that, man. You're going to be lonely. Yeah. Like, no, like man. Life. So that's not <laughs> what those statements, like they just come from a place of hurt and brokenness. And we used to say really stupid things like, like, uh, you know, I can't say that statement, but we did used to say a lot of uh, stupid statements, you know, and it just comes from a place of like hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it point point that little small thing right there is don't listen to people that have not been successful, period. And just because they've been successful, like in, in your terms, like of like they had an affair, affair 20 years ago, that doesn't mean they're successful now. That just means they suppressed it, swept it under the rug, and now it's they're numb to it. That doesn't mean they've actually came out on the other side of it thriving. My version of a flaming yawn is different than yours. Yeah, and actually, like, so it goes into this conflict avoidance aspect. So there's so many people that have affairs, and then they go into, like, I don't want to talk about it. And so they do. They just sweep it right under the rug. And so it eats at them. And then so that's when, like, 10, 20 years later, they're still coming to us about, like, you know, and they this affair is still being brought up. And, yep. it, you know. We see it all. The freaking time. All the time, you know. So, you know, I'll just be clear here. So Tommy was talking about like the beta, the passive beta males that he sees in, in mm-hmm. marriages, you know, and what I see in the women and, you know, again, this was one of the things that I had done. It kind of goes along with like codependency on that aspect, but it's like doing what makes the husband happy, you know, just w- whatever you want. You Trying know. to keep the peace. Yeah, uh, you know, what what he wants to do, what he wants to eat, or, you know, I'll cook, or I'll go to the grocery store, and I'll do this, and I'll do that, and it's like, well, did you want that? No, but they did, and it's like, okay, well, you know, are you, you, and they just avoid confrontation at all costs, like, they don't talk about certain topics, they don't, they don't state their opinions, they literally just go along with everything, and it's, and it does get really exhausting, And no matter whether you're a man or woman, when people avoid conflict, they end up and they say, you know, what they think pleases the people around them. You know, they say just what they need to say not to rock the boat and they sweep things under the rug. They will literally be at that place of, you know, 
I'll sit there, be going back and forth in my mind. I'm like, I, I, and it makes them anxious. This is where anxiousness comes in too. You know, what, what do I need to say or what can I not say in order to keep the peace and, and not ha- make them mad and set off for the day? Yeah, they do what's convenient at mm-hmm. most given moments versus sure. doing the hard option, choosing the hard options. It's not, it's not just about feeling like you want to do it. You don't feel like you don't live by feelings. Feelings are important. God gave them to you, but take care of them. Right. You have to, you, you can't live by them. They choose to, they choose the easy option. Mostly everything in their life. Honestly, it, it, I wouldn't say everything, but mostly everything. And so it's a lack of being assertive. Honestly, they're very, they're very rarely a person that gets what they want in their life. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. they have hardly ever, like then you hear statements like, like I've been unhappy for the past X years. Right. Oh like, yeah. But then they leave. They leave because they're now filled with resentment. And that happens. You're like, oh, well, it's not me. It's like, I'm not resentful. Like, if you sit here and avoid conflict for so long, yes, it, it does. And, you know, these conflict avoidant people will also say things like, I was never loved in the relationship. I, I just don't matter. You know, it's all about them. It's all about them. Like, you know, I don't matter. You know, what I like doesn't matter. To treat you. <laughs> I don't even know who I am. You know, it, it's been about them for so many years. Like, what about me? When, when will I matter? When will it be my turn to, to go after my goals and dreams? Like, what about me? And, and this is the things that start to come out in the, in the beliefs and the verbiage and like what's going on in someone's mind after avoiding and denying themselves for so long. How do we know? Because she went through that. I did this. And then I also talk to women daily who yeah. also do this and men too. Yeah, thousands of people every month. Um, but avoiding conflict in the short term is a form of lying by omission. What? You mean um, the person who's avoiding conflict is, is lying? You're lying. You're a liar. Yeah. You're lying by omission. Because you're pretending to just go along. You're pretending to be in agreement when you're not. Yeah. It, it, you're, you're honestly like you may think you're empathetic and caring you may think let me repeat that you may think that you are empathetic and caring like people post these stupid quotes i did it too they post like i'm just an empath i feel things differently right like you may think you're empathetic and caring but if you really truly 100 percent loved and really loved and cared for others if you really loved others then you would let them have consequences to their actions you wouldn't be managing their emotions either, right? If you really loved them, you would, but you clearly don't. Yeah, and this is a hard, this is one of those hard truths. And if you really understood love, then you would love yourself first and express yourself, right? The, it, this, when you avoid conflict, it is one of the biggest self-denials. It is one of the like self-neglect that you can have. When you truly like just avoid conflict and put yourself down like that, you are the one who is, you know, being neglecting yourself. So, you know, if you truly loved yourself, then you would ex- love yourself first and express yourself. And yeah. instead of just suppressing yourself out of existence. You know, basically what we're saying is, and we're not saying love yourself over God. That's not what we're saying. It's what we believe. It's God first, then you in a self-care way, not selfish way. Not an self-care way. way. No, I say self-care. I mean, emotional and mental self-care. Yes. Physical is part of that. I don't mean just go to freaking gym. No, um, mental and emotional. Yeah. Talking about mainly mental and emotional here. And then your spouse, then your kids, then your work, business purpose, then your extended family and friends. And when you do it that way, you put order of priorities. So 
order priorities also making decisions too. But the, you may say, well, the Bible says love others like you love yourself. Okay, yeah, it does say that, right? However, this also implies that you should already know how to love yourself. Mm-hmm. We don't, like, you don't love, we don't want you loving us because you don't clearly know how to even love yourself or true, what true self-care is. Therefore, you're going to do a crap job, as many people do, at loving other people because mm-hmm. you suck at loving yourself too. Yeah, and when you act like this and you're the one who is being conflict avoidant, whether you're the runner or the just people-pleasing, you know, either way, like if you're the one who does that, literally what you are telling yourself is that you are telling yourself that I am irrelevant, that I don't matter, that, you know, and, you know, I, like my opinion doesn't matter and others are so much more important than me. You are literally treating yourself like crap and saying others are better and that you don't have value. That's what you are telling yourself. Yeah. And problems tend to build and compound in all, 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 all areas of your life. Absolutely. (laughs) Like a a healthy marriage in relationships has healthy conflict, Mm -hmm. right? Not unhealthy. There's a difference and come to agreements and have understanding. Absolutely. Like, but here's like you're you're having these problems. Like I just want to go back to the other statement too. Like problems tend to build and compound in all areas of your life. This will compound in your marriage, the way that you do this, and the way that you live your life in conflict avoidance. It will compound in your work. It will compound it with your kids. It will compound with your friends if you have any. It will compound with the way that you live your life and the way that you make decisions. It will compound in everything, and it will stack. It doesn't just go away. It stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks with all these freaking issues and stacks and stacks and stacks. Before you know it, you have all these problems that you have never dealt with, mm-hmm. right? And then you're just a mess, right? So, with extreme anxiety <laughs> or depression because there's so many things going on unaddressed. Yeah, yeah, just hundred yeah. percent. So people say statements like, "I don't know, I don't care, whatever you want, babe," right? Like, okay. So I'm just going to avoid all conflict and judgment, right? Yeah, and then most certainly, like, it doesn't. Like, this is, in those statements, you know, they're a great reflection of, like, really, like, where your value is, you know, and just on these aspects. And so, you know, do a a healthy little self-check right now. And, you know, do I say these things? Is this me? Yeah, the only thing more exhausting than building all of the right foundations is not just one thing that will fix your marriage. Someone posts communication that'll fix your ma- no, it's not. It's it, it's a freaking surface level issue. It's those are what much deeper things going on. Anyways, the only thing more exhausting than building all the right foundations and saving and saving the marriage is simply just avoiding all or most of the issues and waiting for the divorce because that's what you're doing. That is exactly what you're doing when you want to avoid the issues, blah blah blah, whatever it is. Then you're just basically you're accepting the divorce, right? And frankly, honestly, out of client posted basically like it's sad. He said it's sad. Yeah, I posted the other day. He said it's sad that these people uh, will not be coachable and get out of their comfort zone. And it's like basically what he says, honestly, they, they, they have what coming. They're, they're going to have what's coming to them, more or less. Like, I mean, you reap what you sow. And avoiding conflict is reaping what you sow. You're going to get the divorce. 
and, and it's a hard truth and you know in that aspect and then it puts you on edge and you're like well when's the other shoe gonna drop and you know it's just only a or matter of time and it's like <laughs> yeah you know but it doesn't have to be like that so you know just like Tommy and I were talking earlier like we we have healthy conflict discussions right like mm-hmm. we don't agree on everything um most certainly and we have agreements but our it, it's they look drastically different than what they used to yeah. you know so there's a healthy way to have you know disagreements <laughs> And then there's very toxic, unhealthy, which is, you know, yelling, screaming, throwing things, slamming things, um, name calling, belittling, throwing out the whole labels of your narcissist and bipolar and gaslighting me and all of these things. (laughs) Typically, like the only thing you're doing is causing more problems, like throwing out all those labels like they're not true. It's just you're in a such in a freaking fight or flight that you're not thinking rational on anything. Yeah. There's one caveat to, I'd say, all of this conflict avoidance. Like, if your spouse has a history of just immediately beating you physically or trying to stab you or something like that, like I heard the other day, obviously not a safe environment. And you shouldn't be there. Not and saying leave the marriage. We're, that's not what we're saying. Pump the brakes. We're saying that you should just get out of the situation, express it from a distance. Mm-hmm. It's the only time we avoid separation. Or that's not avoid. That's one. It's the only time we encourage separation. Is that there's physical so, violence. So there is that caveat, right? We had physical violence in our relationship. And honestly, I should have like separated, but I didn't. Um, but ours ours wasn't like every time I mentioned a freaking word that she disagreed with, she wouldn't come after me with a knife. <laughs> so like that, there's a big difference, right? There's some people that are just in a very, very, very physically abusive relationships. So mm-hmm. they can change 100%. But you do that from a distance. Yeah, so that was that was a little side note there for for you if you're in that situation. But if you're not, then you most certainly need to be addressing these things. But all of all of these all of these issues end up stacking. You know, you'll have problems at work, and you'll you know those problems will end up bugging you and compressing and like compounding. And then you'll have marriage problems, and then problems with the kids, and you know family and friends problems. Yeah, you'll have you know basically like decisions that you haven't made because you. <laughs> You want to avoid problems, rather it doesn't matter what it is. Opportunities in life that you avoid because you're afraid of making decisions, uh, and even like stuff like standing for your marriage. Honestly, like I know this isn't just for couples. Like this is for people that are honestly standing for their marriage too. We we help both sides of the fence here. Like people that stand for their marriage and their spouses that want to save, we help them save it um, with something called the power of one. But anyways, like standing for your marriage, that's one of the things that people avoid conflict in a lot. I see it all the time when I get on the phone with people. I don't want to make them mad. I'm afraid if I invest the money, then they're going to just leave me anyways. And then I'm going to be left with this and blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter. None of that matters because at the end of the day, you need to make the decisions that align with your core values and principles. And you're making decisions out of fear, not faith. Also, uh, you know, when it comes to like the, their opinion on investing into the marriage, when they're not the one wanting to save it and they told you, no, I don't want to work on it. Their opinion, guess what? Is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They don't want to work on it. Guess what? You have to lead. They not be. They're not a bad person. They're just not in the place to do it right now. Right, right? And, and you know this comes out in so many different ways because you know the same people will be like, oh, I don't want to invest in myself in the marriage because I don't want to make them mad. You know, our our money might be joint money, but then yet their spouse is having an affair, and that joint money is paying for dates, and you know, they're literally paying for their spouse to have an affair, and it's like really, yeah. like. 
you know, but this is just a massive, like, that's a big aspect of like conflict avoidance. It's like, no, like, you know, you have to make the right choice or, you know, we see people like walk out and like, well, my spouse said they wanted me to, well, they want me to leave. So I just left. And it's like, mm, that, that doesn't mean like you just do whatever your spouse wants. And I talked, I talked to Amanda a couple, like a, about a week ago or so. And, you know, he was in this state, like a very conflict avoidant state. And he was like, well, I'm just going to do whatever she asks. No. And it's like, no, like that's, that's not like, that's not what you want to do. And that's going to get you the result you don't want. So if you don't want a divorce, then don't just do everything she asks. People just honestly don't know. So no, even if you do it, even if you do it, whatever she asks and you're thinking it's trying not to set her off, that's not attractive. That's, that's just so needy and like needy is not sexy. So like even from attractive standpoint, Women don't want that. Mm-mm. I'm not just talking about women here. I'm talking about both sides. People do it from both sides, but it's typically more of men. Um, but in this situation, like, yes, like yesterday, I had a guy that, <laughs> that he don't want to spend the money uh, or he's afraid to spend the money. Not really. Not, he wanted to. He's just afraid to spend it. And uh, and his wife, like they were like a few days ago, went out and spent like $900 on clothes just because. No, didn't need them. But yet he's not allowed to spend money on like his development and saving the marriage. Which is also going to impact his kids and generations to come, right? So It's selfish. It's, you know, people will say they want the best for their kids, but then, you know, they let this fear and, like, conflict, like, come in the way, right? I would, I am so thankful, and I would give my kids, you know, our knowledge and education over material things any day because it will get them so much further in life of being set on solid, solid foundations as a healthy individual, they can earn all that material crap themselves easily just being a healthy individual. Like they have such an advantage in, you know, not having generational purses on them, knowing how to effectively communicate, understanding themselves, especially in like the chaoticness of our world, you know, and not having to be on defense all the time. And, you know, all, all of these different aspects are so important you know, and so that's truly giving your kids like what's best is yep. setting them up as healthy individuals. Yeah, the purpose of conflict also is not to win. I mean, it's not to win. Um, not in this case. It's not to win, but to, to be heard, to be understood, to be valued, and then to have what we call a win-win conversation. So conflict is not bad. It's Let me not. say that again. Conflict is not bad and it's it's how you have the conflict it must be healthy conflict in fact when two people have healthy discussions in conflict you call it that uh then and and they value they don't suppress what they what they know what they what they want to hear and what they want to be heard in like what could be achieved alone right it absolutely far surpasses what could be achieved than what they would achieve as just one person iron sharpens iron type of thing absolutely so that's where like healthy discussions by far, the value of that far by far surpasses being conflict avoidant. Yeah, there's, there's something. Uh, uh, I heard a preacher one time, this, this, this is like, so me and her, I, I, I would be iron, she would be iron. A fool, when you're trying to reason with a fool, that's wood. <laughs> Just gonna dull you out. <laughs> so don't try to sharpen it with a fool. Um, if you avoid it, it will actually multiply and compound, though. Like, so if you avoid it, it will multiply and compound. And if you want peace, then you must have healthy conflict. Mm-hmm. Conflict avoidance is a myth. 
You can't avoid conflict. It, it, <laughs> it, yeah, it catches up with you. Like you can't avoid it. Like if you if you avoid external conflict, it will build so much internal conflict and pressure that it will break you internally. Yeah, and this is where the people just walk away from everything they've ever had in their life. They just walk kids, wife, spouse, husband, doesn't matter, like whatever it is, like they just, you know, whatever, walk away from all friendships, literally everything, you know, and just, or they hit massive cycles of, you know, um, different kinds of addictions. This is where like people will flip a switch and be like, just go out partying and drinking all the time and just having like this completely different because they broke, like they broke internally from the buildup of, of just denying themselves all the time. Yeah. Conflict avoidance equals complete denial of self. And that result is in buildup of basically like empty, empty cup that will, that will fill up. It's an empty cup, but it will fill up with the wrong things. Oh, absolutely. Fills up with resentment and hate. And you know, I'm like, well, I don't hate people. Maybe not yet, but it, build, it does build resentment. You're builds capable of hate. it. I promise mm-hmm. you. And it also builds a, and it builds up to a loss of, of yourself and a loss of your identity. You know, these things, this conflict avoidance plays a big role into losing who you are as a person. Yeah. Also anger, passive aggressiveness are, mm-hmm. are a result of this. Like we should, she was saying resentment and even hate like a lot of like this stuff compounds. This isn't from just theory. It isn't from, from a book that we read. This is from truth and knowing cause we lived it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we lived it and we've seen it as a, as a duplicate in thousands of people. So it's truth. It's fact. <laughs> Anyways, you tend to say a lot, a lot of people also here tend to say or think, well, I do so much for others, but they do very little for me. Well, the thing is you subscribe to these lies, beliefs that have shaped your life, your, your life essentially. And you just mm-hmm. keep, you just, you're just keeping the peace is the right thing to do. Yeah. And it changed. And this is how like you end up filtering through the world and like, you're like, Oh, well, you know, it's, it's right to just keep the peace. That's what you should do. And, you know, and it's actually selfish if, if you you confront someone or, you know, if you stand up for yourself, like you become the jerk and like you become, and you learn to believe these lies and, you know, and then you're just sitting there wondering why everyone's against you and you don't have anything and why you're, why you are taken advantage of so much. It's because of these things, you know, and keeping the peace is actually truly you living in fear. And the truth is you're driven by fear and it's a byproduct of living by fear. And it's a lack of a complete lack of peace. Yeah. Fear is a complete lack of peace. Mm-hmm. Right. When you live in fear, it's a complete lack of peace. So it, you're in a trap, basically. Like it's a false reality. You're like you're living in this false reality of fake peace. Conflict avoidance is not peace. It's toxic. And you know what we're talking about here? Because when you're trying to keep the peace and manage their emotions and make sure they're not mad and make sure everyone else is happy. and You're on eggshells. You're on eggshells. And it's exhausting. And then internally you're like, but that's not what I want. What about me? Right. And this is where like, you will get to the end of your life filled with that resentment, hate, and regret, just massive regret. And like, I didn't live life. Like, I, like what was the point? Yeah, it's, not a, it's not a life worth living, nor is, reflect, nor, is it, nor is it reflecting who God is whatsoever. Mm-mm. God wasn't a pushover. Jesus is not a pushover, right? Jesus was a warrior, right? He was not a pushover. Like, he was a strong man. Like, and he lived, he stuck to his principles. He was hated for it but he was stuck to his principles and beliefs. 
Yeah, absolutely. And now we're also not saying here that you should just go talk about things with your spouse and, or you should just go confront them directly and, you know, give them everything that you've held back and, you know, no, don't go be a jerk either. Like that's not what we are saying. No, both of those will be a loser situation. And honestly, that's just like vomiting on your spouse. Word vomit. Everything I've held back forever. Yeah, it will not, it will not equal safe and open communication. No. However, if you want, if, if you are, if you two are able to remain calm, right? Like that's what people think. If we're able to remain calm, still don't, still don't talk about it. Not yet. You two do not know how to effectively communicate whatsoever. So like, just cause you can talk about it calm and make, maybe make you feel like you're hurt. No, that's not, it's not like the problem is if you want more then you have to become more, the people that you are right now and the lens that you have is not at all going to be the people you are and the way that you hear things, the way you perceive things, the way that your lens takes in things when you are different people and the people that you save your marriage. If you want more, you have to become more. You're not the same people that you will be now as you will be when you, when you fix it. So how do you fix it now though? Yeah, that leads us to the next point and you know, how to fix it And you know, how do you fix a conflict avoidant person? One, I will say you first have to acknowledge what you are, like, right? If you are that, that person and be like, oh, well, stop making excuses for why you do what you do. And, you know, just admit that you have an issue and there's something that you need to work on internally. It's not someone else's fault. It's, you know, it's not necessarily your fault either. Like we're not taught these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, you know, our, like I was saying earlier, our society right now teaches you to ghost people. Our society teaches you to avoid conflict and that's not healthy. So it's not your fault that you weren't taught. However, lucky for you, you now have the awareness and it is your responsibility to make the change. Yeah. So first you have to have the right mindsets and awareness. Like she was talking about to be installed first mm-hmm. into your mind. Then they also have to get the deeper to beliefs. So you have to get to the deeper to beliefs and deeper to beliefs. I'm not talking about you're glad, sad, or happy. And or not that just like, well, you know, you know, I was abandoned or I have abandonment issues. People try and throw that up all the time for all their problems. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that, that's a good. That's like, still so surface level. It's very surface level. And conflict avoidant people, they don't all just have the one same deep rooted belief. You know, and that some, someone asked me that the other day, like, why, why are they doing this to me? And I'm like, hmm. so that's such a loaded question. There is so much that could be going on because we are different. We all have so many different aspects that go on and our deep beliefs are all different depending upon, you know, all aspects, like on how we were born, like our own, like natural, like how God created us, like our society, our, the events we've been through, like our life experiences, all of these things shape our lens and affect your deep-rooted beliefs. Yes. Also, a lot of massive action to get professional help needs to be in place along with the right mindset shifts. And acting out of a place of courage, even despite if you have fear, that's what courage is, you know, and moving into new reality because you have a choice. If you don't, well, you'll get what you have coming to you. Uh, however, you also need to have the foundations in place in your marriage, not only in your own life, but in your marriage too. Um, by the way, don't try any of these tools or tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen books, neurolinguistic programming, tapping, um, hypnosis, right? Like these things are tactics. I'm not against neurolinguistic programming or different things or books. I read books all the time. Like we're not, not saying we're against those things. 
It's just they're not going to fix it. Yeah, they're you, tools and tactics. And what happens is, and so I'll just be really frank with you, and, and it's so, it, it breaks my heart when I see this. You know, there will be a couple that comes to us, you know, and they'll be have this belief of, oh, we started talking. You know, I think we're, we're, I think we're on the right path right now because we started talking. It's been drastically <laughs> different the past two weeks. Or and I'm like, man, I'm like, right now that just means you're positioned for great opportunity to learn to have true foundational change. If you don't take this opportunity, what's going to happen is since there's not true foundational change and you're only trying tactics like being slow to speak and quick to listen. And, you know, it's only a matter of time before that willpower to like bite your tongue, like you lose it and then you smart off and then, you know, and or your triggers overcome you because you, you're just you haven't actually dealt with those and you haven't reprogrammed your limiting beliefs. And there's so many different aspects that haven't actually been addressed. And, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to crash. It, it's an emotional high on in the marriage. And so y'all are high and you went high a little bit. And now your low is going to be even lower than what you were before. Now what's, what's in front of you and what you perceive is possibly a good direction is a mirage. And it, breaks my heart so much and you know i have people tell me they're like well you know i i i got upset the other day and now they're just done it's like man like i told you like i told you told you so and i hate that like i don't want (laughs) to be that person that's like well i told you so because like i don't i don't gain value and just getting in to be like i told you so it sucks it sucks that people like don't take heart and and make these changes and they they stay in their comfort zone or they you know want to continue doing the same things they've been doing their whole life and you know and this bleeds out and it destroys marriages and generations like i hate seeing the impact you know that all of these things also have on kids and and how that plays out and just affects the next generation too i hate that so you know we bring this all to you for that awareness yeah and honestly i'm not as empathetic when it comes to that I hate the outcome and I hate, I, I feel very bad and I, and I, I hate to see the family affected because it affects all your generations. It, 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 man, it just destroys it. Um, but I don't have empathy for people that have the lifesaver in front of them in the water and they choose to drown. No, I don't, I don't care. Like I care about you as a person. I care about your situation, but when you don't care about yourself, I don't, we I don't, just can't help you. I, I can't help you. Right. You have to want to help yourself. And that's that's the big thing. You know, what we really wanted to bring, you know, this awareness to you about conflict avoidance and how toxic it is for marriages and also for yourself and, you know, some truth behind really what conflict avoidance is. And, you know, conflict's not bad. In fact, the you know, the more open Tommy and I are in the healthy discussions of the things that we don't naturally agree on because we're polar opposites. Um, and you know, ha- brings us so much closer together. hundred percent. But our, your takeaway that you want to take away today is probably a lot, but well, a question we don't ask you is what will you net? What we, what will, what will your next action steps, decisive action steps be? based on your principles and values, not based on anyone else. Mm. What will that be in your life today, right now? It's very moment. What is it going to be? Right? So as always, we love you. God loves you. And we will see you in the next episode. Have a blessed day. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. 
By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.